Please remain calm. There is no need for alarm. This space is now being taken over by Hillbilly Broadcast. Is this thing on, Kana? We are sponsored by a logger. Listen, what you, you cut you cut the man off. Say it again, Kana. You cannot. Oh boy. Listen, it's been a great day. Everything from uh, uh, hating on Scott Pyle, which yeah. has been done over at the Fraternal Order of Hillary Broadcasts. But tonight we have uh, a, re- a returning guest yeah. when we were looking forward to the one and only Sarah Teeter. Right. Let's give it up for uh, Sarah Teeter. How about that? Right there. Right there she is. Uh, it, has she been on as much as LaDonna? Uh, this is... Uh, no. no. I didn't L- think LaDonna's so. at what? Four? Three? Three. I want to say three. Is it three? Yeah. Three. The insurpassable LaDonna. No. Yes, LaDonna. <laughs> she has more wisdom than I. And Anderson, the producer, is running around here yes. causing chaos. Yes, cut, cut. <laughs> this is all bull. Yes. He's our fact checker extraordinaire. Here. All right. Oh, um, curls. Yeah, them curls, man. Again, <laughs> I'm going right, to give him a mullet because I don't have the nerve to get it myself, but I can force it on my child. Oh. And uh, that's the plan. <laughs> it's okay. Morgan, oh, what do I call it? Morgan squalling is what you're going to because he squalls yes. all the time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Hit the <Mommy's laughs> There we go. Yes. All right. So, what's, uh, should we just launch into this, Sarah? Uh, actually, I had a, a um, request to have you back on. All right. Because oh. you were you were on uh, some months ago, yeah. Uh, but you were still a little bit more connected to the CHM than uh, than others. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a, just a little bit, somewhat. And I had a request to uh, now that Sarah is uh, done and gone. Yes. Uh, let's How have a real you? episode. Let's really get some stories. Let's get some. Uh, she is now oh, free. Is it testimony time. Yes, it is yeah. now time. <laughs> Please yes. explain to us the freedom you now feel. This is your Julian Assange oh. moment to just spill your guts. Oh my goodness! <laughs> this is your Marie Antoinette let them eat cake <gasps> moment too. Like you know, just be free. Oh. So, so now you I want cake. You're So you're you're still somewhat freshly um, out as far as officially, correct? Yes, officially, freshly off the farm. Off the farm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, We moved. uh, Oh goodness, we moved in August, like the very first week of August. So we are in our new location now. For I don't even know how many months that is now. What five? And I have so I have no idea how. in depth you want to go with this but i'll, I'll just go ahead and ask uh, move from where oh lord uh, we, moved, <laughs> we moved fresh off the farm of ubc oh man the holy land <laughs> she moved out of the holy land um yes oh, man. you know coincidentally closer to me i know i'm so <laughs> excited so happy yeah that's yeah, oh, we heard uh, very close I know. I'm super excited because now you're going to have coffee with a hillbilly. Yes. <laughs> you know it. Yes. That's pretty cool. That's, it is. Idea. It is. I hope you guys can come over very soon, especially when Mark is home. <laughs> yeah, Mark's a hang. I can cool. attest to that. He's cool. That'd be good. Yeah, he's awesome. Speaking of, um, Jill asked if, Mariah, you're wanting to go to Grace Story this year. 
My mom is coming and we got a little suite that has a little kitchenette. I'll go, but I don't think I want to do this session. <laughs> like, I'll go. Oh, you need now. to. They're I don't good. Think gonna... <laughs> I, I, I can speak you can just French. meet with us for dinner and go to the hotel. I'll just come stay at your hotel and like keep it warm. And girl, that is totally <laughs> fine. Let me just say this. Okay. My mom really had, like they talked about some really raw things, especially because my yeah. mom's so fresh coming out of the CHM. And so mom had to kind of step away for a little bit. And so I understand for some people, it is not for them, for everybody else. So other people were kind of just like, you know, we don't care. We're you know, middle fingers to the sky kind of kind Listen, of, you know? I, I, I really <laughs> yeah. think that Grace Story is good people. And in fact, when yeah. I when I went yes. to the men's I conference, I went because of a direct invitation from right. me because I don't like to yes. roll in there and, and crash somebody's party with Hillary Broadcast because I sure. know, you know, sometimes we can we can stir different emotions in certain people, but right. they directly, you know, one-on-one is like, Phil, why don't you come out? So I, I, I really think they're good people doing good work. Yeah, I think I think they're really trying to um, bridge the gap between the CHM and those that have left. Um, they have a different approach than what Hillbilly Broadcast does. However, um, I think they are really trying to, you know. And I think there's room for that approach gentle. again, like with yeah, sure. Brian Holiness. Uh, okay, they're not cracking all the jokes we right. are not, but that's fine. That's their approach, you know, and, and um, that's just the way it is now. Right. I do think that, like with uh, Brian Holiness, and actually she's coming back on here soon. By the way, yes. I'm so um, excited. Oh, thank God. I've missed her. Yeah. Yeah. We have Natalie back on. But I do know that a lot of times people have a uh, desire to try to bridge the gap, try to uh, save the CHM. Right. Personally, I think that's a lost <laughs> cause. But right. I say more power to you. Go try. Absolutely. Go try. I, I don't <laughs> think it's going to work. But right. um, I don't want to get that. It's closer. not going to work. But yeah. I would, and, I would and I appreciate, love to say I'm wrong. I, you know, I, I'd love to be proven wrong. Yeah. I was talking to my mom about that today. And I told her, I said, you know, not everybody is going to have the same approach that we do. Um, we're more of a tough love, you know, viewpoint. Um, <laughs> because, you know, we're just kind of like, I think we're right. just a little more honest. Well, we also <laughs> take the approach. Honest. Yeah. We're like, a, we're a little bit like a construction site. Canon, you can attest to this. If, if are you are on, if you're on a man. job site and somebody's not picking on you, Right. That's when you should be nervous. Yes. You know, it's oh, just yeah. that's what we're yes. used to is um um you know cracking jokes and stuff because that's true. that's how you show that uh, you care for somebody on a job site. Now, I guess right. uh, you know Scott Pyle, I yeah, I do care. I guess we Speaking could say Speaking of, we need to talk about that really quick. <laughs> what was his what? big huge Scott? comment about that today? Yeah, I was reading through oh, uh Yeah, since you brought it up. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. Uh so Scott Pyle, he helped broadcast Posted this today. Yes. Our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, our information collector posted I don't, this. I don't know why our uh, <laughs> our team posted like this. I'll have to talk with them. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just heard a CHM <laughs> preacher say this. That CHM preacher was Scott Pyle, by the way. Um, <laughs> quote, our relationship with God is killed if we sin. Mm-hmm. No matter how large or how small, if we are not following after him, if we are not doing what he would have us to do, the relationship between us and God is terminated. Oh boy! Um, oh, again to okay, read. Wait, I didn't know that was who that was. I that's exactly who that was. I didn't look as that's much in God, depth man. as to who that was. Yep, that was all that I know. Reverend Powell. Then I guess what? that his relationship with God was terminated a long time ago when his gluttony took over, which is all. Oh, happened, so. here, let's oh, do. Hit that ding, one right ding, there. Ding. 
Yeah, uh, it's like, salvageable. <laughs> right. Again, and I'll read the rest of uh, the post that, again, our team uh, posted. Mm. Thank <laughs> Thankfully, this is 100% not true. Don't be deceived by this kind of stuff. And then First uh, John yes. uh, chapter 1, verses 8 through 10, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Yes. Again, this was written to believers, is my best it understanding. Sure if we say we have no present tense, have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins yep. and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. That's true. So, yeah, there was that about Scott. And like, I mean, just that verse in itself is so, so powerful. Yeah. Like, because these are Christians and like, they're saying, I'm sorry, you're saying you don't sin? Like, oh boy, done. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like we, are, we it says sin. It says present tense. Right. Have no sin. You're deceiving yes. yourself. Yep. Now, granted, there's a difference yeah. in sin, I do believe. Now, if you you can read First uh, John and it's full, like it, it explains this. Now you have to take off your holiness glasses to understand it, right? But it says like, and it took me a long time the to get to that point. The glasses of perfection—that's yes. exactly what it is. Yes, you have those rose-colored glasses. <laughs> oh boy, oh, that's a good song right there. Uh, you have mm. so it says that you know if you walk in sin, you're not right. Yes. But what is walking? Yes. That's committing right. to. Right. Okay, that's commit. That's not. Mm-hmm. That's not talking about the occasional misstep, and it. It if you commit sin or commit to sin, right. is what I've been told is the, maybe even a better way of saying that. If you're committing to the sin, is in okay. I'm a drunkard and I'm okay with it. And here we go. Okay, so that exactly. That's exactly the being there. okay with sinning. Yes. And acting like oh, guess what? God forgives me no matter what. No, it actually takes some attempt and trying to be doing good. However, there does come the humanity where Paul says, that thing which I don't want to do, I do. do. And that thing that I don't want to do, I do. And again, he was talking present tense. The CHM will try to tell you that this was all past tense, but Paul was describing himself. I am, oh, wretched man that I am. What? How I escaped it. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, so don't fall for stuff like we all were, um, Exposed to this kind of stuff as if yes. if you sin, hey, you're you're off the wagon. Right. That's just not the case. Now, if you make a uh, uh, if you're happy to make your bed with sin, that's a different story. That's where you run into trouble. But Christians are going to sin, in my in my humble opinion, they're right. going to right because we're human. Right, exactly. Yeah. I was talking to my mom about that today, and because my mom stopped by, and we were <laughs> ranting to each other, and you know how whenever you have that Christian that's trying, and they make it seem like if you do one thing, as Scott Pyle said, mm-hmm. you are done. Your relationship with God is just so far gone. And I'm kind of like, but what about that human side of us where we are going to mess up? God knows that we are going to do that. What about that whole thing of I tried, I messed up, and God forgives me? There is none of that with that whole CHM statement that he just well made. again and if i can go back to mariah's point about gluttony okay i right? feel like i can oh, push you here scott because look at me sure all right <laughs> honestly i mean i'm being completely honest here <gasps> right. uh, i sit here you know there, there's been different times right that i have committed gluttony oh my god but the chm does not recognize that it's it's like that's kind of like oh, the <laughs> but you got preachers and not i don't i don't claim to know how much scott weighs but i know of some oh, yeah. that are over the 400 pound mark and it's like, dude. Okay, try um, three hundred and tell me that's healthy. It's not. It's not because even some of the yeah, most try muscular where I'm men, at. it's I'm not, not healthy. Sure, they hit three hundred. Now, 
the thing right. is, if you're just happy with that, and right. I have to be careful that I don't become happy with that. Sure. Because it's a sin. Right. Gluttony is a sin. Overindulgence is a sin. It is. And I feel like that that's probably um, American Christianity. That's probably the sin that we all fall uh, prey to the most because it's we're just fine. It's the most accepted it, sin. Yes. That and gossiping. Gluttony is not Gossiping is number one. <laughs> right. right. True. True. No, it's, it's essentially just overindulgence in pretty much anything, correct? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Anything and everything. Yep. Right. Well, again, it boils down to uh, <laughs> ding, 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 lack of self control. There you oh. are. Right there. Got it. Oh. And that can be for anybody. That can be with your tongue. That can be for food. That can be for well, caffeine, uh, gluttony, oh, alcohol, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Soda. Like, yep. it does not matter. Absolutely. TV, gaming. Mm-hmm. Yep. A gluttony. Shopping. Yeah. Shopping. Yes. In fact, uh, <laughs> I'm hitting myself in the head here. <laughs> well, true. I mean, it's, it's true. It's uncomfortable, but it's true. And that's oh, yeah. where, when we get uncomfortable, that's where we start to realize, oh, there's yeah. sin in my life. There oh, is. for sure. You know? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. When the bells go off, and you're like, oh, I need to do something. I need to make a change. Something's not right. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, in fact, gluttony and uh, drunkenness is listed almost side by side in how many yeah. verses, you know, just yeah. as far as, okay, you overeat, you drink yeah. too much. It's the same thing. You know, right. it's the overindulgence. Well, funnily yes. enough, but all these things kind of fall into when you, I mean, not only lack of self-control, but a lot of these things fall into unhealthy coping mechanisms. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. I've been there, done that. Yeah. Here I am. What was yeah. it? Paul Blart? I mean, we're both there. We're, we're there. We're still there. <laughs> <laughs> Quote Got a quote, Blart. Paul Blart. I am done. Oh, <laughs> Go away, pain. As he's eating peanut his butter. feelings in the peanut butter. Peanut butter fills oh, the cracks of the heart. Oh yes. my gosh! If you're gonna do the, if you're gonna do the sloppy joe, just you're creamy. If you're gonna do the sloppy joe, do the sweet potato yeah, fries. Yeah, do the sweet potato fries. But you know. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Sarah. Sarah, so. Uh, Oh, goodness. Let's, uh, the focus is on you this evening. Um, oh, well, I have fun with you guys, though. So, well, let's, uh, fun with you too. Yes, we do have a good time, but let's, let's blow the lid off some stuff here. Yes, oh, let's <laughs> go. I'm ready. Give me, uh, I guess, start to beginning. Give me your story. Okay. Well, I, I gotta be honest, Phil. Like, ever since you like asked me originally, I have really, really been thinking this through. Um, and so, uh, I'm, I'm really gonna focus on my own very personal side of things. Okay. Cause I feel like that's just the most appropriate. Sure. Um, and I do have a list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all about that list. Sure. Yes. We're all about the list, but I mean, goodness, I think if you follow me on Facebook, you're really going to see a lot of the reasons why, but I guess for me, I really have to focus on, um, purity culture. Mm-hmm. Give us a definition of purity culture. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> so purity culture, which is, this is actually why I was on the last time. So That's right. Um, we did talk about it. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Purity culture. I mean, it's really the focus on um, purity in a really unhealthy way uh, because purity in and of itself clearly is not a problem. It's it's very much Christ-like, but purity culture in, in the way that we grew up or that I grew up in was where there was a massive focus on virginity mm-hmm. and modesty yeah. um, in ways that really objectified girls and placed 
boys and men in a place uh, really in an animalistic way. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, um, it is harmful to both men and women. Absolutely. Very, very much so. Mm-hmm. So I don't want it to sound like that this is not um, a one-way harmful thing. You know, I'm saying that weird. This is not only harmful to just one gender. Sure. Right. Because it sets um, men up it, to have basically a, an easy way out and the, yes. that all the blame's put on the women. Is that right? Yeah. It's really kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy when you look at it very deeply at all. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you know, you tell somebody, especially as a child, um, that they are going to be lusting after women and girls if they dress a certain way, then, you know, <laughs> when that thing inevitably happens as soon as you go to Walmart. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it, that's where their mind has already gone. Right. And so for them to continue to go there is the path of least resistance in their neural pathways. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to happen when you tell them, especially from a very young age, that that's what's going to happen. And again, I think we've had this conversation uh, a couple of times in some of the, um, whatever you want to call it, the hillbilly hangouts or virtual meetups, whatever it is sure. that, we, that we call them. Yeah. Um, I think their definition of lust is way off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. To the point uh, 100%. where they just consider uh, attraction to somebody of the opposite sex being lust. And yeah. so then whenever somebody feels that, a guy feels, and he's going to feel that, you know, shocker. When you notice. When you notice. Yes. Right. That's where it starts. But and not so much just saying you're attracted as much as even just appreciating that someone is beautiful yeah. or someone is yep. handsome. They immediately yep. are like, you're sinning. That's a, you wish that person yes. was yours. And I'm like, no, I really <laughs> yeah. don't. Yep. I'm just admiring. That's like going out and admiring roses. Like, no, I, I just want to go have sex with roses. That's not what you're thinking at all. You're just appreciating just how beautiful they are or how handsome yeah. they are. Like, okay, wow, you're yeah. really handsome. Good and point. okay, it's natural for us to Hallelujah. be attracted to different people I've and be never, like, wow, okay, you're really pretty. I've never wanted to have sex with Rosa, so you're, that's a very good, <laughs> very good comparison. I'm just using it no, as it's an true. example. You're, you're onto something. Yeah, Absolutely. like you're saying, oh my gosh, they're so pretty. Like, you know, it's okay to say that. But the moment yeah. you start crossing over into the whole either... I wish that person was mine or I yeah. wish that was the person I was having sex with or I wish that I looked like them. We go back and forth between lust and jealousy and there's those two things. Couldn't you lust is very close to greed in my opinion, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Mhm. Cuz you're wishing that person was yours. I want that. Yes. Well, that there I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, and we don't know how to um appreciate God's beauty. Without having to taint it with our evil so side, much, with the sin, yeah. we don't know how to pre- appreciate without sexual sexualizing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So you're yeah. saying that this was a big part in your uh, that's a time really to see massive you. part of my story. Yeah. Like as long as I can remember, really. So in what way? Um, give me uh, give me some for instance there. Um. So growing up, um, you know, my first memories with or encounters with, like purity culture. Uh, was the Love Wait series that we did in Sunday school um, way back when. And (laughs) it's even like, it's almost more awkward now thinking back on it because back then I didn't know any better. 
Yes. But when you when you pledge your purity, your virginity mm-hmm. in front of a congregation. Oh yeah. That's, that's very weird. Yes. Weird. It is very <laughs> odd because <laughs> by even speaking those words, you are planting thoughts in their minds. Okay. So yes. Like you just said, you're putting ideas in your mind on something that they, we have no idea what you're even talking about. So you're promise yeah. you're promising away something that you have no clue what it's referring to. Well, and you maybe maybe like for me though it was like okay, like what are you even talking about? And they're just well, kind because of they wouldn't at have you. these they wouldn't have honest conversations no. about sex. No, just virginity. be like okay, you okay, can't you saying. can't have blah blah blah. blah. And I'm like, okay, so what's blah, 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 blah. like? I yeah. just, I know I can't do that. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> you have like in so like the Love Wait series. I don't remember how many weeks the thing went, but I'm guessing in the 13 week zone. Okay? Oh lord! Because that's wow. how those things roll. I'm seriously look at any Sunday school curriculum. Maybe I should should have looked it up before I came on here, but um. How many times did you go to youth camp or go to a, a, a youth event where maybe they separated the girls and the boys and talked about the girls and the boys and the birds and the bees in very masked terms? Right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I never had, went to a youth camp that did that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I don't Our think we did. We were, we're always together. I remember like, having that happen at Youth Challenge, and it was always really um, weird. Wow. Youth Challenge. Yeah. Wow. See, I was I was an early girl. Like I'm old, guys. Comparatively, <laughs> I'm not really old. The approach we were around was pretty much you get married and then uh, figure it out, have fun, you know, figure out what goes yeah. uh, where. It was either figure it out or marriage is the answer to all of your burning. That's why we got married. Oh, I, I bet you are sweating over her right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Right again. Yeah. So, well, no, that verse really got misinterpreted. Um, oh, that marriage is the answer to burning. Mm-hmm. It is not the answer it to your not. porn problem. Yeah. It no. is not. Because porn problem still <laughs> continues after you're married. Eek. But no one yeah, wants to talk about that. That's, that's an addiction. That's yeah. not a mm-hmm. burning question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, <laughs> so anyway. one thing too that you're talking about purity culture that got me really like my first introduction to it was whenever the fathers are presenting a <gasps> gift to the yes. daughters. Wait, what? Yes. As a oh, save yourself ring. for marriage. You. Yes. That got yes. me so disgusted. Okay, I got it. Oh, you got to enlighten me a little bit here on this. this. Oh, yeah, I don't understand what there are is. purity rings that yes. are given to you yes. by your father. Yes. You know, because the worldly people had jewelry. Right. Um, but you pledged your virginity to your father. Yes. Oh gosh. You promised your father that you would not give away oh, your virginity. Oh. And I'm kind of like I mean like I'm sorry. What? Little, so I don't... Good point. <laughs> That's true, Mariah. Your dad did go. I didn't I didn't get that pleasure of uh that Thank sickness. you. I'm so happy <laughs> That's for you. That's okay. So there was a watch involved. 
There was a watch involved. There was a watch involved for different. I knew one, I said a ring because it was, you know, usually it was for. Um, the sinners other, did the ring thing, right? right I've heard of right. that. The, the more sinners liberal, did the rings. Yeah. Like the Baptist. Yeah. And uh, maybe maybe the Pentecostal. It depends on if you're like apostolic. Them. It depends. There's different versions of it. But there was but a watch the, involved. A watch in the that was involved that way you wore all the time. Oh, gosh. And it was supposed to. And then you would hear stories about these girls that were like falling in love with different one, like this guy. And she would take it off because it was reminding her too much of the promise she made to her father. And I'm kind of like, this is disgusting. You are bringing your dad into your, like, a sexual conversation. And I'm kind of like, my dad and sex never ended up in the same conversation, just so we're clear. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That whole thing, I mean, uh, even a short study on that will will make you... uh, disturbed yes i'm disturbed um, right now i'm not gonna lie this is this is very weird <laughs> yes well it's uncomfortable thing, though um uh, so purity culture in and of itself like i said i'm standing in front of a whole church oh pledging this wow. and signing a paper oh um i didn't pledge it to my father it was to the church oh, um did do that at camp and yeah no this Ooh. was at our church yeah um mm. camp. And so, you know, this was a big deal, like, you know, and I was extremely committed to this. Sure. I mean, because purity, hello. Yeah, Christian. You're you're extreme. You don't want to be Jezebel. (laughs) You don't want to be I don't want to be Jezebel. I mean, I honestly I can say that for myself. I had very honorable intentions. I was very I was actually quite pure in my intentions. And um, you know. I'm trying to remember how old I was. I think I might have been 14. Right. Or so. Um, and so by this point, you know, for me, <laughs> I'm also mistaken for a woman because I was the same height that I am now and I often mistaken as much older. I see. Um, so that impacted me a lot. Sure. Um you know, whether I mean, a lot of it was unintentional. Because I'll essentially you're that. you're a kid, but they're... they're uh, but they see me as a... Yeah, you're advanced in adult. development. They see you as an adult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to cause problems. So, I mean, that has always worked against me. <laughs> oh, um, my goodness. <clears throat> you, you just know, brought and, back you know, flashbacks being, that I have. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's well, just, I know, ooh. and you're tall too. I don't know yeah. how when you stopped growing, but I was 14. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, what you were talking about before that, that uh, you know, purity is very Christ like. So, absolutely, it's a good thing to, yeah, it's good, it's good. to save yourself from marriage. But yeah. what I got from purity culture, and I remember even um, hearing Elvis Presley's uh, stepbrother or Rick something or other. I think he's dead now, but I think he was a Southern Baptist preacher. Mm-hmm. And I um, had heard him talking about uh, essentially, now I know to call it purity culture. Right. And he would talk about these girls that had not saved themselves from marriage. And the way he would depict them is, I think the words he used was passed around like a pack of cigarettes. Oh my And goodness. it's like, <sighs> okay, it's good to save yourself from marriage. But if you don't, we're not talking about the end of the world here. Yeah. But that's the picture. Yeah, but that is that the picture that was painted? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 
I don't know if you realize how many analogies were made to virginity as far as like a crumpled up rose, a chewed up piece of gum. It became um, everything. Oh my goodness. I mean, it was everything you didn't want to have anything to do with. Yeah. I mean, it was tainted in every level. I'll go as far as even saying that you were um, trash, like a prostitute. Yeah. Sure. Oh, they completely depicted it as trash. And oftentimes, I don't know the time that I didn't hear it um, put in a way that where there was not fault right. on you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. What like was she you, wearing? You did something yep. to deserve that. Yep. You were asking for it. Which goes back to the whole boys will be boys argument. <laughs> and that drives me nuts. Whenever you had uh, a guy that, that uh, you know, maybe got a little uh, adventurous. Right. And uh, <laughs> came back and was trying to get himself right. He was not looked at in the same way. No. As a woman that did mm-hmm. the same thing. Not at all. Not at all. Because no, the woman no. turned into Jezebel and the boy was just being adventurous. Yeah. Here's and a man saved by grace. Let's welcome him back to yeah. the fold. Yeah, He's exactly. forgiven. He was yeah. just a prodigal son. But they're like, okay, so with the woman, uh, she might <laughs> as well no just throw herself. There's no prodigal daughters, mind you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she can throw herself out of the window like Jezebel because she is nothing but like, you know, yeah. meat for the dogs. That literally, the yeah. whole depiction of the male versus female was so not fair um yeah they the women if you were you know sleeping around or you did something wrong you were depicted as the bad person you deserved what you got and if you never got married it's because men don't want trash never mind that these men were going to strip clubs no, I, I've seen it first. Never mind that for yeah. every time she did it, there was a man who did it too. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh boy. my goodness. Absolutely. Anyway. So this was this was a big part of your upbringing. You said you had yes. to you had to pledge your virginity to the in front of the entire church. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Oh darn. That's wow. very strange. Yeah. So I mean that's like early on, really early on. How old were you when um, this happened? I mean, I think I was 14 or 15. Teenager. Okay. Yeah, I was a teen. Mm. Somewhere in there. Um, And then, you know, I went from there to, I'll give you an opportunity to edit this. I don't know. Sure. Uh, I went to Hope Sound. Oh, yeah. Straight from Hope, straight from high school. Mm. Um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I did a a year at Hope Sound. So whether or not you want to strike the name is up to you. I will leave that completely up to you. I, I I personally don't care at this point. Okay. Um, We're leaving her in, John Becker. <laughs> <laughs> Once I got to, I, I went there. Uh, my church wasn't overly happy with my selection of Bible college. Um, because, because they Hope were Sound, too Yeah, Hope Sound was looked at as the worldly, the worldly one back yeah, in the day, right? Yes, worldly. Yeah. yeah. That was bad news. Yeah. That was bad news. And so um, I was there for a year. Um, it was a really bad experience for me. I, I did make some um, good friends while I was there. One of them I'm still uh, in contact with. Actually, a few. Um, but for, for some reason, once again, I feel like I ended up with a target on my back. And I feel like this is kind of like the story of my life. It's just, you know, there's somehow just a target attached to my back. Um, I had a lot of rumors flying around me, um, 
some uh, some of the girls eventually told me some of them and they were like kind of scared to tell me I think because of the nature of the rumor um you know that I was being promiscuous in the parking lots that I was very surprised to find out about um because I had very much kept my pledge mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me of me <laughs> don't tell me what so I I was uh I had rumors about me that were news to me um and you know going there you know I'm like 2,000 miles away from home and it's like their first time that I really experienced any sort of autonomy from my family um and honestly, like I, I was having a ball, like I was really enjoying myself, especially like first semester. And I felt like, you know, that semester was probably the best. Um, I have some, I have to share this. This is still one of the most classic memories for me. <laughs> oh boy. Hit me. We had a dorm meeting because our dorm mom was leaving for two weeks. And the lady that was just filling in for two weeks really felt it upon her heart to have a dorm meeting with us poor girls. Oh, my. (laughs) I'm not naming names. I'm just going to say it. If you know, you know. Um, And I'm not talking like an average dorm meeting. Like this lady felt like she needed to impart her wisdom of probably 60 plus years. Oh, great. Not her her wisdom and her opinion over the 60 plus years she has been alive and a lot of her etiquette from probably 1922. Um, <laughs> oh, my. My, my standouts from this two-hour-long meeting was that, A, you should never chew gum <laughs> as a lady. Oh, gee. Why? I, okay, I hold don't on. Understand that one in I, the least. Yeah. Okay. No, no gum chewing. So when was this though? Don't do it. When did this happen? This would have been 1999. Okay. Wait. So in two. Yeah. Okay. I think so. In 2007, uh, we were not allowed to chew gum either at BMI. <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's something that connected that was like, you Listen, know, we eight. never change, sister. <laughs> Bless God. Bless God. Change. We don't That's change around here. Oh okay. So yeah, that was, uh, that happened to be my back then, shoes. So I'm, I was just wondering what the reasoning was because it was never specified. I don't understand that one. I'm like, uh, I mean, I know people with TMJ aren't allowed to chew gum, but I don't know why else you couldn't chew gum. Chew gum. I mean, like um, for number me, it two just grosses me out personally, but that's just me. yeah. But I mean, apparently, <laughs> this was a very mortal sin. Oh, yeah, not do it. The only thing secondly, yeah, we um, girls, girls should never, ever, ever, ever call on the you know telephones that that we knew in those days. That was not a cell phone. We should never call a boy. Oh Lord. Oh. That was don't do it. Far too forward. Very forward. For female behavior. Oh my! And third, <laughs> and by far best oh lesson that I learned <laughs> was that if a boy, boy, 
mind you. Of course, we're all like adults in this room. Yeah, never mind. Boy. If a boy touched your shoulder. Oh, boy. <laughs> he would have to go relieve himself in the bushes. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. That is the amount oh, my of self-control that he had over himself around a young Chased. Oh my gosh. What did they have going on in the bushes in Hope Sound is what I want to know. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're talking about shoulder here. Was not elbow that looked like a boob. This is straight up shoulder. This is shoulder. Shoulder. Like I I am still confused to this day. Oh my gosh. I want to know why. I want to know why the shoulder. I really don't understand this. Now, I like, don't understand this. Boob, yeah, like I feel at this point the Amish shoulder. are laughing. This, not this even is... her ankle, yeah. or yeah, not yeah. even like her wrist or mm. her hand that you know does awful things. <laughs> We're talking about straight up shoulder, shoulder. that does nothing to your body sexually. Well, not apparently you're wrong. Apparently, apparently you're wrong. The most interesting thing to me was the fact that she also told us that she'd only ever dated and married her husband. Mm. So she knows so much. Yes. About so I don't, I'm like, where are you this information? Mm. Well, you know, she up. would know because she she's so up. pure. And that's like, exactly well, what is I going on. I feel like she on. read E.E. E. Showhammer's book or something over here, well, which I have. Oh, my God. Yeah. Her, her husband was off in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Evidently, her husband was like, off in the bushes. Yes. Oh that's my true, Kanan. I mean, I, I seriously, you have to wonder. I mean, and this was like a respected lady of the community. This is some of the dumbest um, stuff I've ever oh heard. Oh my God. This is ridiculous. It really is. And like, I mean, all, all of us girls afterwards were just I'm, like flabbergasted. And we're just like, are you serious? Did it, like we, I mean, did it at all make you feel like, oh my gosh, like I am so hot that men cannot take touching me? I think the thing that struck us the most, honestly, was the fact that we knew because she had told us that her husband was her only experience. And we, mm. he was one of our mm. teachers. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, and no. I had no. very quickly, no. without this knowledge, before this meeting, um, decided that his class was not for me. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good call. Good Never call. mind. He cannot touch your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sorry, he's a little late I, for class. He's in the bushes. Uh, we're going to have oh to postpone for five God. minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. It, it, it was really, uh, I, I mean, I know it sounds really hilarious, but it's really not. Yeah. At the time. Because yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it, impressionable. That is, is the community yes. and that's i mean like that's a leader in your community and you know being at that location clearly um you know people in the comment section of certain facebook groups really might agree with that yeah and you know what makes me sad though too it was like she thought it was okay to make this statement i'm sorry that yes. is not okay to be made as a mother and as just as a parent, no, that was not well, appropriate to be made. That was not appropriate. Once again, um, th this is a problem that I have really had. Um, and this is kind of a sidetrack. I know we're in a massive rabbit trail right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our lives. That's how the conversations yeah. go. But, you know, this was a lady who was coming in to fill in for two weeks. 
Oh, who really, and I mean, she really believed that it was necessary that she communicated what she did. Mm. Um, I have been a dorm dean for a year and a half, which was a really interesting and informative time. Right. Um, it was difficult because I I felt such a betrayal of myself and my own beliefs mm-hmm. in order to do that job. I'm sure. Um, even within that role, I cannot even imagine giving someone to fill in for me, giving someone, <laughs> giving them that amount of platform time, basically yeah. that power. amount of, sure. of power and the ability to influence the girls in that dorm, um, yeah. knowing what they struggle with, mm-hmm. um, where they're coming from. Uh, I mean, and even at that time in my life, being woefully uninformed mm-hmm. about the trauma in these girls' lives. And you're sitting here telling them that not only <laughs> if you have been you know, in a place where you pledged your virginity. If you have been in a place where you didn't have a choice in that pledge, if you have been in a place where your life has been so tormented that you don't wish to live anymore, and if you live in a place where you are told that what you put on with the purest of intention is still your fault, if someone rapes you and then to tell them that if a man touches your shoulder, somehow that is still your fault that he has to go relieve himself because somehow he, a man, the supposed leaders of this community of religion of the world cannot control themselves over such a small instance, a normal, right? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Normal interaction. <sighs> yes. And and never mind that this is bringing about awful ideas in a weird perception of okay, so the man is considered the male figure of God, the leader of your family. <laughs> and this is yeah. how he is leading your family, has no self-control of use you as a handkerchief to be used and then thrown to the side. That's, that's what's scary too, because that's how these women Mm -hmm. are viewing it. Like this man figure is, is not responsible for anything. I want to uh, go on the record and say, man, we are all completely responsible for our own actions. Absolutely. And I feel that this was not portrayed to us in the CHM. So much fault was put on the female. Absolutely. And again, got, and again, like you said, Sarah, this is, this is also, um, you said that it's harmful to men and women as well, but I think it's also, this is demeaning to men in my opinion, because it it makes us look like animals and we're not, it does. We're not guys. You You have to control. Yes. You can be far better. Absolutely. Right. Right. Every, you're completely, I don't care what she's wearing, dude. You're completely responsible. I don't care what she said to you, how it's up to you. How you respond is completely on your shoulders. I tell you what, right? Uh, I can take you 
pretty much to a court of law, and they'll tell you the same thing. Right. Yep. What did you do? Okay, I, I don't care. I don't care what she did. It is so what sad. did you do? It is so sad that they have yeah. taken the low road when it comes to men instead of making them as honorable men, such as Joseph in the Bible. Yes. Like Potiphar's wife was throwing herself literally at him to the point that she was ripping his clothes off of him and he still mm-hmm. ran. Yep. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. From that situation. Why are we not teaching our boys to be like, it does not matter if she's stripping off in front of you. You run the other way. Let us make men that are honorable and able to stand for something. Instead, we're like, no, it's she's just being a boy. I'm not okay with that. When it comes to my son, I want him to be looking at, like, I don't care if a woman is naked, like, and you can be turned on, the most turned on you have ever been. It's still but up you're to you. Still yes, it's still up to the guy. The other way. It is your choice. Let's take it back to, to hunting, boys. Let's take it back to hunting. Okay, sure. all these, all the male species, all these animals, they do the pursuing, right? Right. They're loaded with testosterone. Absolutely. So is the human yeah. male. Absolutely. All right. You got to deal with it. You right. just have to do it. Yep. That's all there is to it. Yeah. You don't get a pass. No. No matter what no. the CHM put in our head, right. it's up to you. Right. It is completely up. And by you, I mean the man. Right. It's, it's up to you how you respond. Right. And uh, I mean, it, quite, again, quite frankly, we're not animals. We're, we're not a deer that just goes and, you know, okay, <laughs> let me just, it's, it's right. Let me breed as many right. as I can. Absolutely not. Right. We're better than that. Yeah. Right. And this kind of stuff here, I mean, I, I think that men ought to recognize it for what it is as it's demeaning to you, the man, as, as well yeah. as in it portrays you out to be an animal and you're not. Yeah. And in a way of making it try to look like the easy way out, they're making you as to be an awful yes. image. Yes, they are. They are making you look like a terrible person by trying to give you an easy way out. 100%. Anyways, that was um, a real good rabbit hole that we went <laughs> all the way Where was we at? Great rabbit hole. Oh, goodness. So we're still in Hope Sound, right? We're, we're still in Hope yes. Sound. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, okay, so I'm going to tell this story, and I might decide later to cut it out. That's fine. Because um, for me, this would be the first time I've told this publicly. Okay. Um, so while I'm there, like I said, I'm on the subject of rumor. I honestly still don't know why. Um, however, so I had I had some friends and we were really close. And, you know, as girls are girls, um, we like fashion and makeup and looking pretty and all this kind of stuff. Like, I feel like it's quite normal for a young woman. Absolutely. Um, so one of my friends had 
had makeup. The forbidden sin. Um, <laughs> Jezebel. Jezebel. Just one of my yeah. for Jezebel things. You know, so um, we we had um, we did. She did some makeovers on my friend and I. I I was not experienced whatsoever with makeup at all at this time, and um, so she did some makeovers for us. Like I was completely blown away by what she could do and so you know of course we took pictures because hello we're like vogue magazine yeah, why the heck not? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that was literally her inspiration um so anyway so we were doing like makeovers and stuff in our rooms at night like we were not obviously wearing makeup in public whatsoever we were you know following <laughs> the rules I would, I would, I would to this day say I was following rules. I did not make up. I did not wear makeup outside of my room whatsoever. And like, this was my complete first experience with makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we had like, my friend and I had some jumpers with, I mean, they were basically, it was like a sleeveless dress. It wasn't even a jumper. Like our shoulders were fully covered mm-hmm. and we had taken some pictures of that. And of course, back in those days, you know, you had to go have them printed at like Walmart, yes. you know, one hour photo <laughs> counter. Yeah. Um, and we had done that like several times actually, but I mean, they were ours. They were private. They weren't shared. Yes. Um, and so. What you're telling me is nobody's business is what you're Yeah. yeah like yes. it was all very private. Um, but of course, as you know, um, these colleges have RAs, um, who do at least at that one, they did room check mm-hmm. and this one decided to snoop beyond the fact that your room was clean. Oh boy. Like literally that is the point. Oh I have directed, um, room checks. And my point is that your room is clean. I am not sifting through your personal properties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really believe that 100% believe that to be an overstep and a violation of sure, your boundaries of privacy. Did it, you have that little uh, clause though that said that your room was subject to inspection at any given time and without your consent? I don't know. I have I the handbook somewhere. I should that have was, this pulled up for Hope Sound. Well, but I, I mean, like I said, this was in 99. Good point. Yeah. True. I don't know Good what point. the years I yeah. have. I, I I know we had that at BMI. No, that's available. Yeah. We, we didn't <laughs> um, even have it. It might have been. Mm-hmm. It, it honestly still seems fishy to me. I, I mean, no matter whether it was in their handbook or not, that's not okay. Right. Um, To just rifle through private belongings <laughs> that not are clearly private. Not at all. Oh, but never mind. You are given to them to be protected. And then as a parent, you're allowed to do that. So therefore, <laughs> they take it upon themselves to be able to have the freedom for that. I, I've been there, yeah. been there. I understand. Well, yep, a hundred percent. So um, she found these photos of me and my friends and I would show it to you if I had it to you because I am not embarrassed of this photo whatsoever. There's, it, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a regular photo um, in makeup that is really tame in my opinion and in a in a sleeveless like uh, probably calf length dress mm-hmm. yeah and we had taken a picture and of course we were like really feeling it so we kind of, kind of gave a little bit of a sexy look i guess if you want to call it that if we could even define sexy at this point <laughs> um <laughs> yeah and and this this was 
um, found and perceived as problematic. Oh my god! Potentially problematic, even potential. Okay, not even really problematic. It was just like, yeah. mm, what's your intention? Potential. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And so um, these photos got passed through the entire um, disciplinary staff all the way up to the president. Oh, Oh my goodness. Like, that's not Um, a problem in and of itself. If it's a problem, then you put it aside. Exactly. Why are we sharing it like it's porn? Yeah, we got something here that's an issue. Let's pass it around, boys. How about that? That seems to be good logic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that reminds me of all these people that are like, oh, you need to read that sexy message that you sent me the other day. That was a problem. Yeah. If you read that, I need to know. I need to hear your voice as you're reading this. Like, that's oh, disgusting. <laughs> what the heck yeah. is going on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. I remember sitting at the dean of students, sitting in his office, and he had the photos on his desk. Oh, and gosh. I'm, and and I knew how they were viewing it. Yeah. I mean, it was very obvious how they were looking at it. Like You felt like you were on a porn magazine. Very much so. Yes, I understand um, that. And so it was extremely humiliating. Mm. Um, and this was like at the end of the semester. So we, um, we come back. And, you know, down there, you go into J-Term and Seabreeze Camp. And so I'm doing J-Term. And I don't remember. I Like, Seabreeze Camp happened. And so, of course, like, emotion is flying high because everyone's coming off the holidays. You're exhausted. You're doing, like, really um, intense courses because J-Term is basically where you do, like, an entire course in a month rather than over an entire semester. Um, and so you're doing all that. And like the last night of camp, I went to the altar because I felt really convicted, who knows over what. And I really felt like I had like repented of whatever it was. It was a grievous sin of taking a picture in, in private. Hashtag <laughs> yeah, pure. Yes. Yeah. Like, it was straight yeah. up pure I mean, I, I mean, I, I remember like earlier in the first semester, you know, finding out about the rumors and just being really trying to be positive and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to prove them wrong by just being who I really am sure. because I am not this bad person that they're making me out to be. Right. And I, I know that I'm not that person. I never have been. Um, <laughs> I've been accused of it before this. And again, they were very messed up situations. But like I knew in my heart that this is not who I am. It's n- never who I have tried to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm I'm like, I just remember like I'm really gonna do my best to rise above this. Mm. And I get to the end of camp and I get informed that I have a meeting with on Monday, which is the day after the last day of camp. So I'm like extremely nervous about this meeting. Um, and I, I mean, I, I remember like the walk to the admin building, which is kind of far away from the girls dorm. Um, and like being directed to go up the steps in the back of the admin building and then following all the way around to basically the front of the admin building to where the door was. 
and um you know stepping into that room uh where he is and closing the door and it's just me and him which honestly feels wrong and again you would have been how old at this time yes at this time i was 18 actually 18 i think it was 18 or 19 and he proceeded to like scream at me and i do mean scream um and tell me how awful i was um he brought up a very specific shirt that i had worn at one point um and i remember strangely enough seeing him watch me from the grand like the oh the gosh. bleachers oh gosh remember seeing him watch me from the bleachers when I wore that shirt. Um, I honestly don't remember a lot of what he said. I just remember the screaming, him bringing up that shirt and very specifically telling me that nobody, no man would ever want me for anything besides oh, sex. Lord. Hey, again, one reason why I, um, I remember talkings too. Okay, at about that age, I remember how impactful they were. And yeah. again, that's why I say, uh, you, you know, right. over something like this, like, what the heck? Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. I, I know what that did to me. I can only imagine what that did to uh, you and, and you ladies in general. Right. The stuff you had to go through. That, that's flat out outrageous and ridiculous. I mean, he ought to be ashamed of himself. Well, Looking, <laughs> looking at back at things, I, I look back at, and this is not about me, Sarah, but the same thing happened to me when I was at BMI. Um, I got yeah. called in privately. This is not private. This is extremely common. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, the um, targeting of women. Yeah. Um, and, and we were brought in privately yeah. to have solo intervention conversations with men of power and yes they want you to you know grovel and but cry for forgiveness and all this stuff and when you don't do that they just kind of look at you and be like guess what well you you're a reprobate mind there's no hope for you and i've been there i've been there for that whole thing and when i look back at it Whenever I got called into BMI's office, when Robert was the president, he told me, like, there's so many things that he said that there was no hope for me because if I, I had basically given up my mind to the devil um, and that my parents had failed and my parents were never going to make it to heaven because of my sins and, like, all this stuff. This was... I- Back, I look, yes, I look back at all these different things that have happened to me, and I think back, and I, I would have turned around and walked back out of the room and called my dad immediately and said, Dad, he has me by myself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For you, it was sexual, whereas for me, it was more of a, I know she's by herself. She's a innocent girl, but I'm going to make her feel so bad because of all the control that I have. It was literally power hungry. And I, 
I wish I could have had it done over again. I wish I was as strong as I am right now because I would have (laughs) left the room and been like, dad, I am by myself with this man and I don't feel comfortable. So for you, I cannot imagine how you feel, Sarah, because hers is sexual, whereas mine was, um, yeah, you messed up, girl. I I know I messed up. I was watching videos when I shouldn't have, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. But you were, yep. like, Sarah was just wearing a shirt that someone normal. had lettering yep. on it that, yep. you know, okay, granted. It was it, literally it, a plain orange athletic shirt, okay. but I had breasts. Yeah. Okay. See, and the thing is, who you're talking about there, Rob, right? and we can edit names if right. we need to after the fact. No, He's looked at as one of the good ones now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and again, Sarah yes. looked at by a lot of the CHM. As one of the good ones. Oh, he is. These guys are messed up. They are. They have an issue upstairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's more. <laughs> there's more there's, to the story. I was oh, going to say, Sarah has more of the yeah. stuff. That's just one situation yeah. that has bothered ready. me so I'm badly. Notes. Give me some more. Because I, I relate. I relate to so much that she's saying. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, go ahead, Sarah. Well, I mean, so basically, I he went on to also... <laughs> just really harp on makeup, which, you know, I wasn't wearing outside of any, I wasn't wearing it on campus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pointed out that my mother wore blush to which he just really flipped his lid in disbelief. Um, but the, the, the aftermath is what really killed me because at that point, I had been trying so hard and nothing was working. Nothing was changing. These people were still, you know, talking about me. And, you know, and then you have like, you know, at this point, like there was someone who I really looked up to and admired. Sure. Um, like deeply. And so that the, the rest of that semester, I like spiraled so deep. It was, it, it, it's literally probably the worst I can honestly remember the lowest I've ever been. I quit attending classes. Um, I was flunking out of everything, mostly because I wasn't there. <laughs> so though I was like, what in late January, pretty much. So the next big thing that really kind of came along besides the fact that I was just in such a dark spiral uh, was choir tour. Um, and, you know, I'm, it, literally I think choir was like the only thing that I was okay attending because in a lot of ways, you know, like it was stress relief because I could just sing. Yeah. And that's something that for me, <laughs> it relieves a lot of stress for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, I did end up becoming like a voice major later on. Um, actually, I think I was a voice major there too, but I was such a hot mess that I wasn't making a whole lot of progress. Sure. <laughs> um, in fact, I'm like still mortified for myself. Can I yes. ask you, um, do you mind telling the group what he said to you about your shirt? You talked to us. We talked privately about things, and you you told me the second time. He is that are you coming to that? 
Yeah. Okay. That was on choir tour. Okay. All right. I was, yeah. I was talking to Phil. I was like, I don't know if she's going to say this. So I kind of told Phil and I'm like, hopefully yeah. she says this. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, um, but yeah, choir tour was interesting. Yep. Um. <laughs> oh boy. This girl, this stuff blows my mind. The things that you, like, they're so comfortable saying to us as mm-hmm. young girls, so vulnerable. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still like, you know, even though I was like, that feels uncomfortable you when standing up. No, I'm sorry. You can tell Phil's. No, up here. No, he's, he's, he's getting upset. I had to pull my Pat McAfee yeah. head to stand up for a minute. I'm sorry, babe. It's, <laughs> that stuff's bullshit. Just it it is. It. it really is. So choir tour happens and, um, I, I forget where we were. I know we were still in Florida, but at any rate, I were at a church place, which funnily enough was the furthest thing from CHM that you can imagine. We're like, you know, have to get there really early to practice and set up and all this stuff. And so I'm in, I'm in like pre-approved, like I know I'm okay. Clothes, right? Like they are loose. Right. (laughs) <laughs> um, were yours like three times too big? Because I know at BMI, ours were like I could wear a size four shirt. It, it might have been a little snugged and showed that I had somewhat of a boob when I was 120 pounds. Like my goodness, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I would wear that, and I was very um, well, we're in a size 12. So mine were three to four times too big. Oh, good. No. It okay. wasn't that bad. It yeah, wasn't that these bad. These were bad. Um, <laughs> they were technically, um, technically, our, our outfits at the time were lavender. <laughs> oh my! Yes. Um, <laughs> no, but I, we didn't even have our choir outfits on. And honestly, the shirt that I had on was looser than my choir outfit. Which, like I said, I mean, you know, you know how they like literally check. They do. All of you. They do. I mean, yep. it's very specific how much they check you, and it's really weird. Wait, what kind of um, a check? What are we talking about? I'm not familiar with this, Miss. Modesty check. Hello. Yeah. So we go um, like everybody lining up. We're going down the line. Yep. Well, I mean, so everyone tries it on, and you have to come in to whoever is the checker. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it was um, who I adored. Like she was like a mom. Um, and so I, she came to me with a message from, Mm -hmm. I did not even know he was there and told me that I needed to change my shirt because it was too much. It was getting all worked up, huh? Um, geez. So, (laughs) so she is. She was as equally confused as I was. Yeah. Um, which which says to me a lot that he was staring too hard because we women well, are such yeah. big critics of our own selves, and we notice yeah. we notice if a girl's wearing a shirt that you actually look very curvy in it and you look good. Okay, we women <laughs> are the biggest critics of ourselves. So the fact that another woman is clueless. And yeah. that leads to that, okay, someone was staring too hard. Yeah, it 
It was really. You didn't even have to touch her shoulder. No. <laughs> oh my goodness! It, for the it win on was that. really disconcerting to me. As as, yeah. and, and I, again, mm. like the confusion and the realization that he is looking at me. Mm. Yeah. 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 To the point where he felt he needed to communicate through a third party that I had to change. Yeah. This is not even the end of my choir tour. Um, yeah. This was a really red flag year. Because um, later on, you know, like for Home Sound, your last hurrah, if I can remember correctly, is IHC. Right. Or very close to it. Because by the time you hit IHC, I mean, you're coming from South Florida and you've traveled a gazillion miles. Yeah. And you're exhausted. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we ended up IHC. And, um, you know, all the while this is happening, someone that I was interested in very much um, is literally, like, waiting for me at the doors. And whisked me off and date raped me in his parents' hotel room. What? Yes. That was not on my radar. I did not give consent. And the next thing I know, you know, like this is all happening. And I mean, I'm so completely not there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not able to actually be in my body. And the next thing I know, you know, I'm like standing on the platform singing and thinking that I just had sex and nobody knows. But at this point, you know, that's all anybody wants me for anyway. Because that's what you And I was so tired. So tired of fighting it. And then, you know, once someone takes it from you, I mean, at that point, you're just a chewed up piece of gum, right? So who cares after that? So the rest of my year there was pretty much a hot mess. <laughs> you know, I go from there and I I, I ended up going home and... I went to a pen view service, funnily enough, at my former church. And I I actually heard like God speak to me like audibly to go to GBS. And like I mean, I'm I still absolutely one hundred percent believe that's what it was and that's where I needed to be at the time. And and that's where I went. And you know, everything you know, financially worked out and I got into quartets and people were very kind to me while I was there. Um, but I was just like, I couldn't have gone anywhere else. I think at that point that I wouldn't have questioned other things. Um, and so in a way, like being in quartet really did (laughs) in some ways, it really boosted my confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I felt like I was on an island. Yeah. 
And, you know, people would tell me, like, once I became friends with them, they're like, oh, you're so intimidating. And I just never thought you would be my friend. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm like, I was, I was so insecure. And my entire persona of confidence was a complete act. Yeah. It was survival. Take it till you make it. Every bit. Yeah. Every bit. And so, you know, I mean, being there, I feel like was really good for me at that time. Um, and then, um, you know, I got married and, you know, I mean, of course I'm skipping over a lot of stuff, even with GBS, you know, especially dating, which is another hilarious stories, but, um, because, you know, Bible college isn't dating. That's, that's a podcast in of itself. (laughs) I want to have own story. Oh my gosh. Oh my. So yeah, you go from there again, all of this is unaddressed. No one's talking. And no one's even addressing the fact that so much psychological and emotional abuse has happened and don't really think that it's valid, even if it would be addressed. Yeah. Um, and then you get like, we, we go to a church in Ohio and right off the bat, before we even get married, the pastoral counseling and I'm still, I mean, like, again, it's one of those memories that's just like imprinted on my brain of the pastor telling me the 72 hour rule around sex again. And so, okay. I'm not sure about <laughs> what's the 72 hour rule. Oh, this is a Dr. Dobson rule that he came up with on his very own. And he has really done a good job making this sound like absolute truth that, you know, men are going to die if you don't. Have sex every 72 hours. What? Dang. <laughs> yeah. heard this one before. That's a good one. That's a good oh, that one. one. Well, that I mean, as you can imagine, that one traveled far and wide because. Yeah, you don't want your man to be- die because so you have to give him sex. Well, I mean, oh, again, you're still living very much in purity culture. And, you know, if you don't put out, then, of course, they're going to turn away. And it's your fault if they cheat. Once again, oh this is my. stuff we've covered in their previous podcast. Yes, yep, <laughs> it is. So go back and listen. Um, yes. Oh <laughs> I don't really want to describe all that again. But, um, I mean, but this is, you know, for me, this is my trajectory. For me, all this stuff centers on sexuality. And I know it's a really, really uncomfortable topic for a lot of people because there's so many lies spun around it. There's so many lies that have been spun that really only benefit one one side of the equation. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I land in a church that's very much steeped in that in some ways even worse and more um they they really promoted the love and respect um book and videos <laughs> and like the pearls yes. oh dear god um oh mike pearl oh yeah oh mike and debbie pearl yeah oh, crazy mike to be his doormat um it was really should be the name of that book hmm. um 
Wow. And so, so that's where we are. And so I'm having even more of this type of messaging just pounded into my brain. And it's, it's a lot. Um, and being at that church eventually, you know, is kind of where I really discovered narcissism, which is a whole other podcast. And I keep, I really could say that a lot, but, um, anyways, that's really where I discovered narcissism, what it looks like and how it plays out. And that's really where I started to put the pieces together initially. Sure. Um, and you know, for me, that place was with the exception of friends who made sanity a thing for me at all. It was insane. It was so miserable. UBC looked like an escape. Mm. That's saying something right there, Katie. That is saying something. <laughs> um, largely in part because of like who the president was, because they were our friends, you know. And then I then I come there, and you know, at first, you know, like any narcissist relationship, the very beginning is amazing. You know, I see my husband finally look like a person who's being fulfilled. He's happy with what he's doing and he just feels like he's doing all the right things. But um, that didn't last long. And I saw it before he did um, because I'm, you know, a lot, mostly I'm the observer and I'm not sitting in the room with the leadership. And, and I just watch as he is taken advantage of over and over again until the point, you know, by the time we left, I mean, he just, to me coming home, he just looked like a shell of who he really was. And, you know, last year, last October 1st, I, I mean, I was taken advantage of personally again um, by a pastor who came to Fall Fest. and. I, my red flags were actually going off pretty quickly only because of my experience and my therapy. Sure. Um, and, uh, fortunately it didn't go further than it did because I literally ran away. Um, and I was on my own, in my own yard basically, but because he didn't touch me in overtly sexual areas, I can't do much about it legally, uh, at least to my knowledge. <laughs> mm. um, and once again, nothing was done, even though I reported it immediately. So being there, you know, I had a lot of questions my whole life. Um, they were never answered in a way that was satisfying, that you're fully satisfied logic. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I've always had questions that never really got answered. Um, you know, for a long time, I, I went along with the answers they gave because there wasn't really another option. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? I know what you mean there. There wasn't really another option. And, you know, even like when, when my husband and I got married, uh, we both agreed that we would be okay with a wedding ring. But... We did not want to rock the boat. Mm -hmm. Sure. We wouldn't be able to minister in places that we normally would have, even though we never really did that anyways. 
But, you know, we wouldn't be allowed on a platform. Right. Over a wedding band. Um, and so we didn't. Um, and, and I know at times, I mean, I have said things I wish I could take back. <laughs> just I think I was really just feeling very insecure and felt like I needed to put that out there. Um, how dare you? do these things that I'm not allowed to do. Um, <laughs> Been there. I did a lot of that. Oh, man. So I'm so sorry to all those people that I offended. Um, I actually really am. It's quite mortifying. Um, Same here. So, yeah, by the time we get to UBC and and just my experiences there, um, I was there. I worked there a year and a half and had to quit. Um, which was a blessing I didn't realize at the time, but it ended up being that. And at that point, I really started um, living by what I believed. Uh, of course, that wasn't taken well. Sure. But this kind of st- that stuff, you know, there was actually. <laughs> I once again, my target was showing from day one. Mm-hmm. Because you dared to live by what you actually believe, not by what the crowd yeah. said you needed to do. Well, and part of that target was the fact that I went to GBS, um, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, They're getting looked at as a little bit liberal these days, too, right? Is that, is that I what? guess. I Well, I think a lot of what happens there, there's a lot of rivalry, and GBS is seen as a, a holier-than-thou, even more than they are. Well, they just or even they the think pictures. That you're better. They think that you're better. Mm. Than See what I'm what I'm getting know. from this this particular thing here is we need football teams and then these rivalries could be played out <laughs> on, the, on the we field like Marshall and WVU. This, like, oh my women. goodness! <laughs> so I saw a picture. Oh guys, I saw a picture that was sent to me by a friend, and she was like, "So what? Are we on Little House of the Prairie now?" <laughs> and it literally has a picture of a girl with like multiple layered skirts. And she has like a petticoat underneath her top layered skirt. Oh, and then she has this bonnet on so that she stays warm. It's cold. I totally get Wait, was the, this like an old fashioned day or something? Oh, no, or something? no. I have the picture and I will send it to anybody who messages me and asks <laughs> for it. But my goodness, I was like, this is literally Laura Ingalls. It is wow. Laura Ingalls. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's weird. Wow. It is so weird. And the fact wow. is, too, none of the stuff that they're wearing matches. And I'm thinking, this poor girl, she thinks that she is dressing really good. And she, it. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. And I'm not being hateful because I was that one girl that thought it would be sure, cool to wear multiple there. patterns yep. and you can look good. The, this poor girl has no idea anything about fashion. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, this poor child. Bless her heart. So... If I could, Sarah, you've given us some of your background here and, and some of the uh, absolute ridiculous stuff, terrible things you came through. Where do you find yourself now as far as how you look at uh, Christianity? Yeah, good question. Well, I do feel, I, I actually feel like being able to distance myself from the CHM has been the biggest blessing because it has finally let me 
actually encounter God. Yes. Yep. Bingo. Yep. Um, I mean, we're in a church now that for the first time, (laughs) if they help you, there's not this implied sense of obligation that you have to sacrifice yourself because we helped you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, loyalty. Share, you know, uh huh. Yeah. 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 It's not about your loyalty. Yeah. Um, right. I can relate to that. Absolutely. Or unconditional loyalty. <laughs> I mean, our, our pastor um, just told us that he was actually giving us space because he, he realized that we were coming through some stuff. And so he was taking a hands-off approach. Yeah. That is not the that CHM way at yes. all. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, that's that's perfect. Uh, I don't know if that's what my pastor feels. I know that they know that. Um, we're kind of far away from them too. So that um, <laughs> kind of makes it a little difficult. But for now, I feel like we're just in such a good and loving church who, if I tell them stuff, they are they aren't standing there blaming me, yeah, for what yeah. happened. Um, and honestly, they still you just can't explain this stuff to someone no. who hasn't experienced it. You just can't nope. The closest I can get is um shiny, happy people adjacent. <laughs> oh my yep. goodness. That's a different conversation. Yep. It is very close. That is it, it is a different conversation. That's why like, I say there's a, there's a documentary like, coming one of these days. I explain it. Yep. I don't know how to, else to explain it. Uh, we're shiny, happy people adjacent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're almost there. We're shiny, happy people supporting Except organization. the yes. shiny, happy people were still sinners in our eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they were, we were to the right. They For were, sure. but they were they were trying, but they were still yes. so confused. Yes, one of these days, God will oh, give them light. Yeah. It's kind oh, of the, yeah, it's something that I like to ask everybody that's come out of the CHM and uh, has done so successfully. There are people that listen to this that are still in the CHM. Yeah. What advice would you give them? If they're sitting there and it's not working for them or, you know, they're just, hey, this ain't, something's wrong or they're starting to pick up, maybe they're starting to pick up on some cues like you did. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have for them about leaving uh, the CHM in general? That's a good question. And maybe, maybe leave it. I mean, there are some people to stay, but so maybe I should throw that out there. But just, you know, in general, people that are having some issues with it, what would you tell them? I think some of the questions you have to ask are what benefits you by staying is the benefit that you don't make people mad what are you gaining by staying and if you stay what changes Mm. is it worth it are you growing or are you spiraling well let me ask you this too because this was a big thing i could probably safely say for all of us have you found god outside of the chm yes i think i and i'm still figuring i'm still finding him Mm-hmm. Yep, me too. I think that the God that I was taught to know isn't God at all. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. It is really a contorted version of it. We're we're shown what God is supposed to be, and it's really not the God of the Bible. No. And I can I can say this very, very comfortably. He's more real outside of the CHM. That yes. has been my experience. He makes way more sense. He sure does. He sure does. 
and there's not so much fear even. Like I don't go oh to bed goodness. at night scared that, you know, God's going to leave me behind because I'm human. Again, back to the beginning of the podcast, Scott Pyle, what he said, <laughs> it doesn't haunt me at night anymore like it used to. That's right. That doesn't haunt me. You know, God's different than that. And I can say that yeah. as somebody who used to be a staunch 100% yeah. completely bought into the CHM. Yep. I can yep. say it absolutely. It's not right. It's not right. And the, and the God that you discover outside is real and he loves you. And he's not there with a big stick. And you don't make just one sin (laughs) and fall into hell. It is so much different. Just like we go to bed at night, like I go to bed knowing personally that my parents love me. I don't doubt that at all. Mm -hmm. And if I can go to bed with that knowledge that my human parents who mess up themselves will jump out of bed at a moment's notice and come running to me if I call for them. God loves me more than that. That was not the God that was portrayed to me. And I have tested that. Miss, I've tested that since I left the CHM. There's been some times I'm like, and you know what? The the message I still get whenever at the end of the day, Phil, you screwed up, but God still loves you. He's still there. You're still on on, what's that? What Scott said, your relationship is severed. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Not at all. I'm still right here, Phil. Let's get back on track. Let's keep doing this thing. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.